Hi and welcome. This is Isaac Simpson, writer of The Carousel. I am a former attorney and former journalist who made it in the messaging and marketing world working for clients like Google, Uber, the NFL, and Pfizer. The Carousel is a red-pilled look at my adventures in the propaganda industries with the hopes of reversing the process and bringing truth to light. Okay, hi, Delicious Tacos. What's up, man? I'm not going to do a lame introduction. Let's just jump right Wait, can in. you can you edit this so it has uh, like a minute and a half of shitty music bumper? Yeah. Like shitty unlicensed uh, music that you download that just fucking goes on forever? I literally have that. And then come, right. in, come in with <laughs> like right. a rambling like, and you're listening to the fucking neo-Nazi America with fucking Clint Strongman. We and, talk yeah. about building a better future yeah. for people like us. Right. Can you make it at least nine minutes before yeah. the guest comes on that everybody wants to hear? No, really what yeah. you need to have is an offer in there. You need to, or, or something that, uh, you know, listen to this podcast if you want to make $10,000 right. a month copywriting for big brands. Join the Aries Society yeah. now for only nine. Nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. We'll take you horseback riding in Join South our Dakota. Yeah. Join our Discord. There's a lot of like-minded people on there. Um, I don't want to trash anyone that's got uh, fucking secret societies and shit. God knows. I I all need recurring revenue at some point. Yeah. By the way, subscribe. Everybody, subscribe to my Substack and pay me ten dollars a month. Oh, is it ten? Yeah, uh, for to get to get the private shit. Most of the shit is free, but there's some like special uh, unreleased B sides and shit that I put on there. Really, not five. Anything? Inflation. No, it's ten dollars because I want more money. There's yeah. no reason to do. There's no reason to subscribe to my Substack except to give me money. Yeah. Um, right. There, you do get premium content, but I don't want to become a person that's like sh- shilling my fucking paid content. Yeah. However, that's exactly what I'm doing. And uh, anything that's like racist or misogynist, I'm now I'm now putting as the paid content because I figure if somebody wants to give ten bucks, like they really want to see that shit. But it's old; it's not new stuff. There right? is new stuff. There's new unpublished uh, material that I'm putting up more and more. Um, that's exclusive to paid subscribers and uh, is not my best shit. It's not stuff that I craft really well. It's. Uh, if I post a diary entry and I'm like this stupid Mexican bitch, like I hate her, and that's how I, you know, then I'll I can't post that on my blog anymore. I can't post that on the free Substack because I'm still working and you know I need to not you know obviously I don't think or feel those things. If any authority figures listening, but but so that that's what I put on the Substack like I stupid don't find stupid your Mexican stuff bitch ra- racist at all. It is yeah, you don't say just so people know you don't actually say stupid Mexican. Bitch, only so only a only a cunning Jew would find myself <laughs> to be racist, or uh, you know a violent black person might aggressively think that my my stuff is racist. Perhaps a shrewd Chinaman would find a way to profit from it, but really, I I have very progressive beliefs. Did you ever? So I worked with a guy named Josh Denny for a while. Yeah. Do you remember Josh Denny? I do remember him. Um, yeah. You know, he had like, he was a guy. Here's my conception of him. Like he had, he was rising through the ranks of like, sort of B-list L.A. comedian, like trying to get a show, and he got a show. He got, on, a, show. He got yeah. a show on some like distant, you know, channel 562 on your cable. No, network. he was on Food Network. Okay. It was a legit. I mean, right. it was like a real show. 
he had a show and then he got canceled for uh, something. I forget what it was. Like he, he got canceled for saying that straight white white male is the new N word. Interesting. All and right. that was apparently not okay. But but the hilarious thing about Josh is he went on this guy I think Van Lathan or something's podcast. Okay. And he just kept saying the N word over and over again. Okay. <laughs> after after Van Lathan kept telling him to stop. Uh huh. So yeah. Good know. for him. Yeah. I mean, is that so, something you're willing? Are you willing to say the N word? Uh, not on this podcast. I'll say it in my private life. Yeah, if, I mean, uh, your head. You're I'll say it, it in when my I mind. you know. I get, to be honest, like I don't really feel it. I don't say the N word because I don't like feel that way about anybody. But I'll sing it once in a while. It, the, it really I'll is. I'll do it to the tune of uh, "Sugar Sugar" by the Archies. <laughs> I'll do it to <laughs> Bowie's "Changes" once in a while. I have a version of uh, Handel's Messiah that that uses the N word, and I'll sing those in the shower sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's really amazing what's happened with that word. Yeah, it's completely insane. I yeah. mean, it's like I remember I started feeling it. You know, I grew up with mostly black people, and I, when I was young, singing along with the song that was always okay. Right. You know, I would never like the like, Johnny Rebel song you'd play in the car. <laughs> I don't know what is Johnny Rebel. It's a long story. You can, <laughs> you can that that'll be the bumper music. Look for a song by Johnny Rebel about the house next door. Yeah, actually, the the uh, bumper music is Abner J. Woke okay. up this morning. All right. Um, speaking of great black music, but uh, yeah, no. And then there was a moment. I remember I was in a car here with my black friend Chris, and there was a distinct moment. I remember the moment when it was no longer okay for me to say the word while listening to Mace in the car with him. And I remember like having this overwhelming feeling of like we're both rapping along to Mace. Mm-hmm. And I have to stop rapping like every two seconds because I can't say the word. Yeah. And it was really, it's a horrible moment. I mean, it's really the, you know, like the global corporatocracy, whatever you would call it, just getting in between, just putting such a wedge in between black people and white people. Like, That's here's true. a word that you, you cannot connect on. That's true, but like, you shouldn't be rapping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a great rapper. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you don't like rap? You're not no, I do. You're I like classical music. I like it sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I I'm old. I'm an old man, so I like uh, hip hop starting in like 1988 through 1995, maybe or maybe a little later than that was the peak. So like right? who? Like Black Sheep, De La Soul, Tribe oh, okay. Called Quest, yeah. and so then at the same time there was NWA, yeah. fucking Dr. Dre's for you know first solo album, the first yeah. Snoop Dogg album all came out when I was 16. Um, and so that I love that stuff. Um, I was somebody, I, you know, I looked at like somebody tweeted like Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, oh, here's this Kendrick. This is how old I am. It's like, oh, this Kendrick Lamar fellow that people are talking about it. Yeah. And I'm playing it, and it's like, you know, it looks like it seems like preachy bullshit yeah. and preachy, corny, like yeah. over emotional, like pandering bullshit. Yeah. And, I, so, and it's, it's the type of like, I saw some video where like some white nerd is talking about how much of a genius yeah. he is for incorporating arithmetic into his lyrics and I was like oh for Christ's <laughs> sake like this is a guy and it might be great I've only listened to a few songs but like I don't anything that gets jerked off too much like that like for Radiohead is a decent band with good songs but like people are like wow they're really the next Beatles and geniuses and blah 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 and like okay shut the fuck up once that happens like there's a natural backlash to it yeah well, I wanted to talk about music with you, though, because being here in your uh, apartment, 
Mm-hmm. I'm getting this overwhelming... Like cottage? Yeah, I'm yeah. getting this overwhelming, like... Because, well, you know, this is a lot about... Uh, the carousel is a lot about branding. Yeah. And the essence of branding. Which I actually think is a very beautiful thing. I... I look, we'll talk I, about that, I'm sure. I well, So, like, for example, sharks... Like the shark womb thing, right? Sharks are this perfect manifestation of aggression. All right. And in the womb, sharks are the only animal where literally there will be three fathers, there's like ten embryos, Mm -hmm. and they eat each other, Mm -hmm. and only two come out. I just wanted to make a racist remark. (laughs) Go go ahead. I can't. I don't even know. Someday. Um, Yeah. So... Your brand as a person to me right. is very like air related, like birds. We're sitting up. You love birds. Yes. You look kind of like a bird. Okay, I am. A, I do have an aquiline. Face. Yeah, you're elfin. Yeah. You're yeah. elfin. We're sitting on a perch up That's here. That's true. So to give to give the theater of the mind here, yeah. my my house is up on a hillside looking over a valley here in L.A. Um, very elevated all the sounds from the neighborhood come up here there are tons of literal birds that come up here there's beautiful trees waving in the breeze it's nice yeah, it's and gorgeous. yes we are we are it's like sitting in a treetop nest yes it's kind of a nest that's like. precisely what it is yes. and you love shooting bows and arrows which are also shooting. an air related and have thing. a feather it's elfin. on it yes. it's elephant yes and so um do you think that are you that's trying a- to get me into your D D campaign right now yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never played D&D, so it's I don't fun. even right. know. I was P- never, please I was... continue. I didn't mean to derail. Yeah. Um, no. So do you think that uh, you have a brand as a writer? I actively work against the concept of having a brand, and, right. he, and here is why. I started my current blog back in the days of... Somebody OkCupid okay messaged me about like Roosh and Hartiste. A Chinese girl from Australia in 2011 was like, have you ever heard of these bloggers Roosh and Hartiste? And I started reading them. And I really liked what they were doing at that time. This is pre-racist Hartiste and, you know, pre-fucking rape advocate Roosh. So these guys were just writing about how to get girls. Basically. Not even how. That's the thing. Or it just was, getting it was girls. observations yeah. from life about trying to get laid. Yeah. And, that's and how were they different from, like, Tucker Max? They were... So Tucker Max is a blowhard. Yeah. It's like Tucker Max is a real... Tucker Tucker Max contains multitudes because I really... I enjoyed... If you read his Sushi Pants story, it's actually quite a good piece of literature. I'm not fucking kidding. (laughs) But then... He's, he's a Donald Trump character, right? Like, he'll be the first to tell you that he's got, like, deep insecurities from his childhood, but then... There's always a so therefore there's a corresponding boastfulness to everything that he does. Like if you look at his new piece about um, how he's preparing for the apocalypse on his ranch in Texas, and yeah. it's very Trumpian. It's like you know if you want to get prepared yourself, you don't have to have a million cubic feet of compressed propane like me. You don't have to have hundreds of acres like me with my vast wealth. You can simply buy a can of beans. You know, there's a he's he's really got to brag, and uh, you know, I don't, but I don't say that to trash him either. He, you know, he's a, he's aware of it and it's part of his character. He's a person that's obviously struggled with branding too, right? And like rebranding. Yeah. Um, and so I've, but getting back to my original point, like those things became the manosphere, right? Rush and Hartiste became the manosphere. And then there was another wing of it that was the angry, fat Canadian divorcees and you know men and then there was why Canadian I don't know I just associate losers with being Canadian and then there was 
There, no, because that Canadian woman made the movie about them. And then, oh, right, uh, right, right. And then... Um, oh, yeah, the, the, the MGTOW guys. And then there was yeah. the, like, the super manly, like, two abstract words, like, you know, Danger and Play, who became Mike Cernovich, who's a, still a friend and a great guy. But there was, a, there was also, like, boldness and victory and, like, courage and power. There were, yeah. you know, there were a lot of those things that were like it's like the, the opposite of yeah. the, the store like the ojai mom store that's like yeah. whistle and twig yeah exactly <laughs> right it's the polar yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah. it's like power and <laughs> danger whistle and twig is the perfect <laughs> example too but there was a so there was that like steroid taking wing and then there was wall street playboys who was the money ver you know the money arm and you know you could gen genuinely build a cabinet out of that and uh you know, I enjoyed all I enjoyed all those things, and then it became very politicized, and the manosphere predictably started getting targeted by like Jezebel and other you know its imitators as rapists, people that were destroying society, spreading hatred, and then uh, the manosphere itself reacted to that by embracing by doing they're game guys, so they did what's called agree and amplify. They're like, yes, yeah. we hate black people and women, you know. And, um, you know, I was always, just by reason of obscurity, I was always peripheral to that scene anyway. And I didn't, you know, my writing has never embraced any political view. So I, I recognized that, like, like, when Return of Kings came out, I, half of me was like, I should post something on there and get a bunch of followers. And then, like, a, half of me was like, this is going to lead to disaster as these guys, like, troll their way into horseshit and that's what happened and like i was glad to have stayed remote from it and you get old and like you change your views change and like i've never wanted to be a shill and i've never wanted to be a fucking cartoon character i always i always like if i'm posting if i'm writing something and i'm posting something like i stop and think for a minute like is this hack for me, like writing about fucking now is usually hack. Writing about women is usually hack. Okay. It's got to be something new. Um, writing any political treatise is hack. Caring about society is hack. Right wing views are hack. Left wing views are obviously hack. Goes very much goes without saying. What do you saying. mean hack? I mean things that are Pandering? things that are created not for uh, not as a true expression of your soul. But to, to get to engage yeah, views yeah, right, and right, right, get right, money right. and yeah, get yeah, think yeah. tanks to you know fucking fund you and you know Coke brother money to notice you and all this other horseshit. Right, right. Um, so, how, but I do. There's a brand. I think most of the brand concept is from people who don't necessarily read my books but see me on Twitter and then hear about me. So it's like, hey, yeah. the pussy man, pussy, the pussy like getting yeah, pussy. Right, 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 pussy, right. pussy, pussy, pussy. I and do then, notice that. People then, always respond to you yeah. and they, they're like, he's this playboy. Yeah, LA. pussy, like, yeah. Like your personality is just, you're so much more of like a literary person I, to me yeah. just because I know you. I'm you a know? nerd, like, yeah. I'm yeah. A, I'm well, a, I'm not a nerd, but like I'm a dork for sure. Yeah. Well, like I work in an office and I make spreadsheets and uh, I do like I do my and I do, all the things I you know most of the things I say in my blog are true none of the things that are actual crimes are true but um, but there's a brand and like you got to go with it people are going to label you and you got to go with it so people are like so you know I'm considered right wing for some reason even though I espouse no right wing beliefs and I'll go with it like right wing people for for the past several years have been less 
of assholes than the left for sure that's changing now with the new wave of uh catholic league trad stiffs yeah and remember you cannot spell retarded without trad (laughs) and so the the i believe the vibe shift is real and i believe that what was thought of as sort of the new right is going to become the new uh the new, you know, maybe something like there will be a wing that's like the new SJWs, and then there will be this rump of blogs and whatever. There's going to be this culture that is sometimes funded and has energy behind it and has uh, aggression behind it. And the danger, I think, is becoming that becoming just the new scolding stiffs. That, you know, that yeah. Lindy West used to be before. Right. That, that the right is going to be, the trad people are going to take over and it's going to be scolding people. Yeah, where you, where you had, uh, what's her, Jessica, what's, Jessica Valenti yeah. and Amanda Marcotte. Is, right. You know, there's a cunty energy there that's consistent through the new, especially the new trad women. Um, that's, you know, it's just like some angry, angry woman like scolding you. That's going to be... Right. That's going to be where, where we land. So, I mean, I think the reason why people think you're right wing is because at the beginning of this podcast, you, you shit Jews. test. Yeah. You shit test. Yes. You, you, you say things that are intentionally provocative. Correct, yes. So that gets me back to not branding, but messaging. Do you, <laughs> do you feel that you have, like, in writing, right. do you feel that you have a message well, like a singular message. No, I think all I try to do is truly report my feelings and experiences. And if there is enough there to tie it into a larger theme, then I'll turn that into a novel or a short story or a series of, you know, fiction is the highest form, right? So why though? Like why, why tell the truth? What's the, what's the point? There you know why? Why does a bird sing? Sorry, I hope why you're not a, taking things yeah, like too challenging. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to like. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I think about this too. Like, why? Do, you know, because there's so much bullshit being put into the world. People deserve to read something good and true, right? When I wake up in the morning and I go to take a shit, like I'm dying to read something that is some like modern American literature that I can relate to, that is not to frou-frou and that I don't have to learn, relearn Latin or Russian to understand or fucking French. And there's just not a lot of it out there. You run out of those guys real fast. and Or girls. I mean, it, yeah. when, when I think of the truest writing today, I think of like Girls Season 1. Or like what you yeah. know, uh, Otessa Mosfeg. You know, I right? couldn't get into Year of, rest, year of whatever rest and relaxation. Yeah, no, but it's, it's all like ultra true right yeah. it's just re- or cat people yeah you know that great story <laughs> cat person cat person yeah. whatever uh so i guess my question is that's true all that schlock is true yes and it's entertaining well, but is cat, it good cat. it's like this is like the nietzsche okay. question it's the nietzsche question nietzsche says what's it, what's better is not what's true that's just masturbatory what's better is what enhances life what increases life that is what is the better thing That's yeah, the don't listen person. to any a, a philosopher <laughs> is somebody who either fucks young boys or doesn't fuck at all don't ever listen to any philosopher um, yeah. so what can I say uh, but that's what you're saying it's like truth doesn't really matter what yeah. matters is fucking my shit is better than Nietzsche <laughs> 
Um, no, but okay. So d- I guess what I'm saying is, like, is the reason why you've become you. Also, never listen to a fucking German. Period. Weirdo. Incestuous cannibals. Yeah. Disgusting. They're, they're strange people. I, I always, I get like different, uh, do you do the 23andMe? No. So when you do 23andMe or Ancestry, it's constantly being updated. Okay. So one day you're like 10% Swedish and the next day you're like 5% Swedish because it's like they get more genes in there. So it becomes more like, what? what? And I'm always uh, looking at my German level. It's like fluctuating. <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm eating a human, gnawing on a human femur and I'm imprisoning my daughter in a sub basement for incest. My German level must be pretty high today. Ger- I'm really feeling yeah. real German. Yeah. Um, but again, these are all like brands also. I guess what I'm trying to say is You've done such an amazing job of, I think, getting a message out. Whether or not it's something you can put into words or not, probably not. Or if it's even one thing, it's yeah. not, right? So, but you have managed to like tell your truth very well. Thank you. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, so many of us yearn to do that. Mm-hmm. Where is the line between getting your message out and getting your message out. Well, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, cause, yeah. cause once you start manipulating, you know, then don't you, cause you do show, right? I do. For and, yourself. I, and I also edit my work really heavily, but the best thing I ever did starting out is writing every day for a year before starting deliciousTacos.com. And that forced me to get in the habit of writing like nobody was reading. I think your enemy always is the, invisible man reading over your shoulder telling you that it sucks that this isn't true and keeping you from experimenting and keeping you from being completely honest because you're worried about what other people will think especially you know you're worried about whatever this is the fucking mistake that people make is like hey i'm starting a blog you know announcing first of all never announce anything if i fucking drop if i'm about to retire i'm not going to announce it I don't and like oh I'm starting a big new project and it's coming soon you fucking moron you're never gonna back that up because it's hard to write a lot it really is when you start a blog you need a hundred posts at least you need to come in there with a hundred posts in your fucking pocket so that's what I did I wrote every day I think a page a day or a certain amount of time a day and you you will just beat yourself to the point where you're just writing honestly like fuck I hate this like oh my goddamn my mom is calling motherfucker as fucking my girlfriend's a bitch blah 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 and then that's what you want to write that's the real shit nobody wants to read what you think you want to present to the world they want to read your real unvarnished yeah. thoughts and so that's that's you you have to break that you only do that by journaling like people's so Marcus Aurelius wrote an interesting book because it wasn't meant for people to read. It was his personal diaries. Anne Frank wrote it, or whoever the you know council of conspirators <laughs> that created the <laughs> created the fictional the page of Anne Frank. Yeah, <laughs> Anne Frank wrote an interesting book because it wasn't meant for people to read. Yeah. So you have to get in the habit of writing stuff that isn't meant for people to read. Yeah. You have to really get in the really writing your thoughts and. Uh, One of my favorite um, Wellbeck things is I think at the beginning of possibility of an island or one of his books he has this little parable thing where he's like writing for me is like standing in a toll booth not toll booth a phone booth at the end of the world and for all i know everybody is dead and i just shout into the receiver and exactly that's right it. That's, that's exactly that's exactly what it's gonna yeah. be you know 
I love doing these Substack things for that reason. Like it gives me the feeling of having posted, even though I, I have very few paid subscribers, like only like 30 or 40 people are reading it versus, you know, thousands of people will read most, you know, stuff I post for free, but it still feels the same. Just getting it out there, hitting post and getting it out there. Um, and I never chased success or views. Um, I did plug my shit on Reddit a lot. I mean, I tried to get readers, right? I was never trying to make something pop. I was trying to get um, people to look at one piece of content, to use a marketing term, <laughs> and then find that there were a hundred other things for them to read. And that's the most satisfying thing. It's like people going all the way through your back catalog. Right. That kind of sucks about being doxxed at work and having to take... I took down 225 posts. Wow. And that breaks the flow of people reading straight back through the chronology. And maybe I'll start posting some of that stuff as paid stuff on the Substack. The other thing I want to plug before I forget is finally some good news. My novel is on sale on Amazon for $3 this month. Oh, yeah. What an incredible deal. Yeah, it's an amazing deal. It's ending in uh, 29 days or whatever it is, 19 days. <laughs> so where do we turn the line then from? Because I know you, you've been on the record of saying marketing is evil. Yes, so, advertising is evil. Market, advertising marketing, marketing and advertising should be banned. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth should be the only legal way to uh, distribute goods and to promote goods and services, and uh, penalty should be death without trial. <laughs> okay. So for uh, the marketer uh, and uh, his bloodline and family, <laughs> seven generations. <laughs> Just wipe them all. Yes. Uh, so where is the line then between self-promotion mm -hmm. that you're doing and? marketing of anything what is the difference well, where, where, how do we go from one to the other I mean I say I hate advertising and of course I say that as a enormous hypocrite because I fucking shill the shit out of my right. books I mean I'm, I don't think you're a hypocrite yeah. for saying that I'm yeah. just trying to I'm like I'm not trying to like gotcha yeah. you I'm, I'm literally just saying like what is because I think you're talking about when you're saying this thing is evil you're talking about something different than yeah. what you're doing I'm not, I don't think you all, are hypocrite. all I will say is like I worked hard on those books. I did my best. I think they're pretty good. And like, I, I do enjoy shilling them. I enjoy getting on Twitter. First of all, Twitter itself is so stupid that it's like, just go have fun on Twitter. Well, you're also a master of Twitter, which is another I bird, do, I another bird related. I thing. never think about, you can never think about Twitter. You can never be like, I'm going to compose a good tweet. That's going to have this, yeah. this effect. And that like, you don't know, throw shit at the wall. Yeah, it's completely it. ephemeral. No tweet. Like, a, tw a tweet does not last more than you know yeah. a few hours. And in terms people of don't hours. realize yeah. that people. Yeah, I've learned that for over, after a long time. And like, what it's else? Just a constant yeah. stream. You know, so you know no, yeah. fucking big RTs from big accounts don't do as much as you would think. What 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 works is just plugging away and enjoying it. You have to enjoy yeah. practice, right? Like, there's no there's no touch of death that the kung fu master teaches you. That you can then, then do. hit somebody in the sternum with your pinky and they fucking fall over. You have to get, you have to hit the bag, jump rope, yeah. and spar, and you better enjoy doing it because if you don't, like you're not going to practice enough to be good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, Twitter is. Uh, I hate it. I yeah. really hate it, there but but I but I recognize that it's. You need to necessary. stop. You need to stop being outcome dependent about it. I'm. I don't care about that. Yeah. I, I have. I have now learned what you're saying, and I just let it flow now. Yeah. And I don't think about it. Yeah. But it makes me feel good in a bad way. This is uh, branding dork at branding yeah, dork. Yeah, branding is, dork. Is, is, and I'm. Uh, I'm really haunted by wanting to change my 
stop. There's another thing I'll tell people. There's fucking rebranding is the most more. Now, I'm not putting myself as as some master, but rebranding is moronic. People need to stop fucking announcing shit. Stop rebranding. Stop uh, building up and being like, I'm thinking about doing this project. What do you guys think? Just fucking do it. Do something. Stick with it. It takes 10 years. Yeah. So what? Fucking do it. Where do you want to be in 20 years? That's what you should be thinking. You, you know, people are impatient for, for what? The I, don't, I still don't make any said. fucking money off this shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I get, you know, I get laid twice a year. That's <laughs> that's something. That's about it. It's more than most. Yeah, but you, I, I feel that you have a, you have a message to give the world. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, do, I feel I, like you have something to say. I love what I do. Yeah. Writing is what I love to do. There's nothing. Do you here. love it though? Do I, you actually love the act of it? Yeah, there's there are moments, right? I don't like failing at it, which is what you spend most of your time doing. You mean writing bad stuff? Yeah, writing bad shit, and or like when you force it. And it doesn't come like that's yeah. hard, but, but you know, I've like writing the novel. I kind of learned how to force my way through some stuff, but um, not f- whatever. But like, there's a moment when you're doing a story or a chapter or something, and like, there's a moment when you're like, okay, I got it. Like this is it, right? It clicks, and this is as much as I uh, am traumatized by my time working in Hollywood. Like I realized like, that's how I learned how to like break a story. Like I watched fucking TV scripts get beat it out. And like, when you have something like there's an outline phase where it goes click, click, click. And you're like, I got it. Okay. That's the entire story. You always have the entire story right away. And then when you execute it and bring it into being and write it, and there's good prose in it that pops and like the story you know, has changed usually, but it's, it has a structure to it. And there's a moment when you're like, I got this, this is real. Like I could walk away now and go take a walk and then come back and polish it. Like this is something real. And then I'm going to post it right away and I'm going to show it to my beloved delicious tacos readers. They're going to love it. It's going to be great. Like that's a great moment. Um, it's not, um, you have to have a high tolerance for like sitting in a room typing alone yeah. Which I do. I, when I was a kid, I loved to paint Dungeons and Dragons miniatures in the basement. Really? Yeah. Yes. You're a tinkerer. Yes. Kind of a tinkerer. Yes. And you have to be, you can't be like a social artist. Um, it's not making a movie where you're like, yeah. there's a lot going on and you have to be the boss of other people or be bossed around by people. It's like, it's you. It's just you out there. That's why I don't like want an editor. I don't want an agent. I don't want a fucking publisher. Um, it's, you know, it's uh, it's you typing alone and then getting back into it and the only limit is your own stamina as to how much you can edit and how much you can tolerate looking at the same shit and then realize there's a moment when you're making it worse and you got to stop and yeah. that's when it's ready. I mean, Stephen King says that too, right? Although I don't believe that he really edits that intensely. <laughs> but God bless him. I mean, look, the guy, whatever. He's put out like a thousand good books. Yeah. Um, but... You just gotta, you gotta have the, it's like going into space. You gotta be all right with being alone. Yeah, you know? a lot. Yeah. I think part of the reason I'm so drawn to, you know, being a creative director in, in advertising is because it's like, it's like social writing. Yes. 
So it's like it's like cheating a little bit because yeah. it's like you don't have to deal with the pain of aloneness. Right. You are working with hot chicks that you're are like you know dazzling with your yeah. wares. You know what I mean? And and it's so fun. Yeah. And especially when you get to do it in person, which is like now. Gone. It still sounds horrible because it's in service of depends. Or so right. Right guard or something. Or or worse, pharma, which yeah. I've done. Although yeah. although I will say that. One of the best clients I've ever had was called uh, Breast Cancer Index. It was owned by Hologic. And it was actually getting women to do less cancer drugs because it was testing their genes to let them know whether or not they should be on endocrine therapy. Right. So that felt really good to show for because it was like this is actually anti-pharma because Mm -hmm. it's – the pharma, if they don't sell them these anti-estrogen pills, they lose many, many billions a year. So I think there are good clients you can work for. Um, but I also think that part of the reason why my industry is such so unhealthy, so fat and gross and awful, is because it's a bunch of people, artists. Right. There are you know artists who are smart and they just literally sold out. I mean, they literally took the thing you're talking about, the pain that you really need to go through, and they're just like, no, yeah. I can't do it. I can't. You know, do it. That's why I was so tortured working in Hollywood, and that's why so much shit in Hollywood sucks. It's yeah. like nobody wants to be a fucking. I mean, people become great producers, agents, yeah. executives. Because, and they hate this. Agents hate their their clients. Yeah. They hate no, their, no, the, because they can't be them. It's in this so book, honest. The Mailroom. Nobody wants, yeah. nobody wants to be an agent. And yeah. like I was an assistant and then a development executive. And I yeah. didn't want to be a fucking development executive. Like yeah. listening to people that were shittier writers than yeah. me pitch worse pitch ideas shit, than yeah. I had right. to yeah. make shittier shit than I could do yeah. for a uh, hundred times as much money as I was making. Yeah. Um, and, and smile about it. You know, be like, oh wow, fucking... The new fucking hit sitcom on CBS from Josh Finkelstein, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, it's a gross thing. But but just to return to the line between because but but, but it's the same okay. thing. Like nobody wants to be nobody wants to be writing for Apple. I applied for a job at that like Shiat Day offshoot yeah. that yeah. does all of Mal, Apple's ads. Media Arts Lab. Yeah, it's got that great bear logo. And it is it is true. Like all those people in that building had very much like the trappings of cool people yeah. and it's it's super about the five thousand dollar glasses oh, yeah. and all this other there's shit. a great hemingway quote where he says there's like three agency three worlds that you have to look a certain way in yeah. order to be in it and advertising is like one of the ways of yeah. one of those industries and it's definitely it used to be the case advertising is basically destroyed now and it's so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i mean now that everything's working from home i mean the whole reason to go into it is to get laid if you're a young man yeah, yeah. The entire reason to deal with this world is because you get to be this like sexy superstar. Without yeah. that, with no girls around, because you're just clicking behind That's the computer. That's true. You know, I, oh, I'm gonna grab my nicotine gum here. Oh, um, nice. I did. I, I did get a job at an ad agency briefly. Oh and, really? And uh, I as did a, as a copywriter. No, just as a fucking assistant. Oh okay. And um, you know, it was a temp job. Oh yeah. Just to. You know, I was hell bent on doing secretarial work for a long time just to have a job that didn't distract me so much from writing. And um, those ad agency guys do nothing all day. They fucking get, oh, yeah, they get drunk in the office all day. Yeah, yeah. well, they used to. Yeah. But again, now that doesn't exist anymore. Because not only can they not be men, yeah. but uh, there's no office. Yeah. So, you know, it's I don't know what's going to happen to the industry because it's 
it would seem like uh yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Things simply won't be advertised, and it'll be great. Yeah, so so no, but again, so why, okay, why then is advertising evil, do you think? Well, money yeah. itself is uh, the food of Satan, <laughs> and people that are super into money, food like, first, okay, some, some, just to lay out, like, some basic beliefs, like, Ayn Rand is literally the Antichrist, mm. she is the Black Messiah, uh, summoned to bring... Uh, autistic nerds closer to Satan. Uh, oh, okay. to, uh, I didn't realize you felt that way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like Quincy Jones once said, "When you talk about money, God walks out of the room." Mm. I have found that to be true in life and in art, and especially after again nine years in Hollywood and then working in advertising agencies. So, to bend something that looks like art. Like, advertising is like trans art. Like, it wasn't born as art, but it's dressed up to look like art. Yeah. Um, and it has the same... It has the same effect where you're like, something's a little... That's not... Uh, something's weird is going on. And then, not to disparage trans people, that's not what I mean to do, but like... It uh, also, of all it, the people you've disparaged yeah. so far, they're the it ones... Also, it also has the same... It's also kind of forced on you in the same way, right? I just, I don't know, look, I want to come up with, like, funny shit to trash advertising. Like, I really don't, I've stopped caring about any yeah. issue outside of myself and helping people within my immediate circle. Like, I really don't give a shit. Like, we can have an advertising-based society for all I care. Like, yeah. fucking corporations are great. Fucking money is good. Well, what I, I'll tell you something that I... Autism is a superpower, and coding is a great, you know, great way to fucking spend your time, you know. It, yeah. I, one thing that I've been thinking about is um, where we're headed as a consumer culture. I'm writing a thing for Palladium magazine right now about this. Uh, and my theory is about what's after postmodern. So postmodern is the remix. Mm -hmm. And before that, we had Modern, which was, I guess, Hemingway. Mm -hmm. And then, or Rock and Roll, whatever. Right. And so what's after Postmodern? I think what's after Postmodern, in, in my, what I call it, is Deep Fried. Okay. And Deep Fried is like a meme. You know when you Deep Fry a meme? Sure. So what, what, what happens when you Deep Fry a meme is it's copied so many times right. that it becomes totally distorted right but what the distortions you're seeing the machine yeah. itself right because you the, mm -hmm. you start to see the face literally yes. of the machine because right. it's copied so many times like the ghost in the machine you start to see it mm -hmm. and that's why when you copy a video so many times it gets not only it doesn't just get like blurry it gets like sinister it right. gets weird it like creates this like bad uncanny valley and those elements are called artifacts right artifacts yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think what's happening with culture is it's like postmodern replicated a million times mm -hmm. becomes deep fried. Mm -hmm. And that's when you see like an espresso martini or one of these like extentacion wrappers that have like yeah. face tattoos and yeah. multicolored hair and are transgender and have, you know, it's like right. there's so many cultural references piled on top of itself that you see the machine of culture itself. Here, it's like you see it, yeah. it boils it down to the most mechanistic elements of culture. Now, and so I think with ads, it's actually encouraging because now ads aren't going to have to trick you anymore. Right. They're going to stop having to trick you. It's just going to be like, 
get a tattoo of Coca-Cola on your face. Right. And, and that's just because. You know, right. and that's it. That'll be the whole ad. All right. I believe you. <laughs> I don't think that, uh, that cultural eras apply as much to writing. I think writing is much... I don't want to use the word Lindy here, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, you can. You know, Catullus, 2,000 years ago, wrote you know, a letter to his enemies. It's like, I'm going to fuck you in the face and fuck <laughs> you in the ass. Uh, he wrote poems about his penis to his girlfriend. And it sounds exactly like, you know, stuff that I try to do. Um, you know, Sappho wrote love poems that are still real and true today. Like, writing is... Style, there are stylistic changes that occur, but it's much more... I hate to say it, Lindy is the word. There's a Lindiness yeah. to I I like stories. And uh, so I never think about... Like fitting into, so this, for instance, like all the concept of alt lit 2.0. I think you're the person that told me about this, or my a, my friend from AA told me about this. He's like, do you know about alt lit 2.0? <laughs> I was like, what's that? And he's like, it's a new scene of writers and shit. And bit, what it boiled down to, like the purpose of the conversation for me, it's like a bunch of fucking hot women in New York yeah, have that's... have heard of me. I'm considered part of this. That's what it means. I was certainly not invited to join alt lit 1.0 because I was writing, you know, commenting on fucking. Chateau Hartiste at that time, <laughs> but now, uh, Altlet 2.0. There's a new, you know, there's readings and fucking girls with big tits are involved, and yeah. you know, there's money and pussy and and fun. Um, but I can't. I j- it's not helpful to think about yourself as part of a movement or scene. Right. Um, as a writer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think those. I wonder though. I mean, because eh, you think about like Baroque music, impressionistic painting. There was always a maybe, crew, but there like, was always like a, yeah. I mean, there was always like a. But it, but team. literature is just not the same way, right? Like who? There was a there was a like when David Foster Wallace was hot. There was supposed they tried to make this like new literary back you know Brad Pack of. Uh, well, it's because it's Franzen. Of, so of him, roommates. Jonathan Franzen and yeah. fucking Zadie Smith or whoever. Right, right, right. And like none of those people sound like each other. They're they're writing as nothing in common yeah, with each other. Yeah. Um, who else? You know, Fitz, Fitzgerald, the... Hemingway, and fucking Faulkner were around at the same time. They don't sound anything like each other. But the Hemingway, uh, Fitzgerald, um, you know, Gertrude Stein scene in yeah. Paris. That was a scene, right? I mean, that was definitely. A, it was that's a what scene, trying to but get the, back to. those guys did. I don't. I don't remember those guys sounding like each other. I mean, I think that like they hung out with each other and got drunk and probably got laid. I don't think that they actually, inf- you know, influenced each other. Yeah, or imitated each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or we're say. thinking about like advancing the, the style. I don't. I just don't believe in all this shit of like. Well, the beats, the beats, they influence it. Kerouac okay. right. influences his name. Maybe Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, the ass banging in the ass poem. Ginsberg? Yeah. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a Ginsberg special to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No. So uh, let's. You you touched on. So Sappho was a woman. Yes. Okay. So a let's lesbian. Talk, let's talk about women. That, Sappho is why they call them lesbians. Yeah. All right. Sapphic erotica. She was from the Isle of Lesbos. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. So 
The people want to know. Imagine if you were like the biggest gay guy in the world and they named like gayness after, after you. Yeah. <laughs> after your so like, like, where are you from? Yeah. Where are you from originally? Me? Chicago. Yeah. What if they called like Chicago. gay guys like, oh, he's a real fucking Chicago. Yeah, and, yeah. You know? yeah that's funny. I wonder what, where the word gay, maybe that is gay. From the gay island peninsula. Gay. <laughs> the gay mountains where the shepherds fucked each other yeah, in the yeah, ass. Yeah. Um, so women writers, female writers. Yes. So this is something, uh, that the people on the internet want to know. Uh, we were talking about this beforehand and it's just so funny to like frame this as the people want to know. But I do know that, uh, something that's coming from the manosphere, something that is probably rare about you is that you are very supportive and of female writers. Yeah. Women are, women are better at understanding literature than men. I get I have probably fewer women readers than men, but the comments that I get, maybe it's like anything else. Like there's a top percentage of super intellectual and empathetic men who, who can understand literature well, but like the vast bulk of insight, actual insightful comments who understand, you know, nuances to what I'm getting at are women. They're just naturally better at understanding literature and many of them are, are good at creating literature. Like Alice Munro is fantastic. Fucking Joan Didion was fantastic. Um, Alice Walker gets a, I love the color purple. And so she gets a free pass for fucking believing. I love that she believes in the reptilians. Yeah, no, her like super anti-Semitic poems are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. Um, women are naturally better at literature than, than men. Except for me, and I'm better than, you know, women. But <laughs> women are better. The problem is the, any the women that I can think of that are kind of on the scene now are all too young because as a young woman, you can get success early because there's so many fucking horny guys around yeah. trying to, you know, oh, I'm going to publish you in my fucking, yeah. <laughs> my fucking magazine, you know. So writing is not a young person's game. Uh, the American model of success is always like actor or athlete. So people are like, if you haven't made it, made it by fucking 30, you're fucked. And like, that's true if I want to be a running back, but people's, you know, your brain even goes, except for verbal intelligence. Like you can't do math when you're 70 as well as you could at 20, but you can certainly speak and write because those skills are less sort of mentally steroidal, you know, based on raw horsepower, but have to do with making connections and you know building the ability to make metaphors and stuff over time but why is there this exception with writing with women because i i like because they suck at everything else yeah i mean i was saying (laughs) so they don't suck at everything else but ultimately what i believe is the drive why do we really write at the end of the day the real reason we write is to get laid that's why we do everything that's why we build anything is actually i have i have that's a thing that i have had to that's the one of the things that I have to sit down and think of, like, am I saying this to get laid? Like, I'll never say anything to get pussy. I mean, the Jeff Bezos builds a giant dick rocket yeah. to get laid. Well, it, 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 he's not thinking of it that okay. way. He's, right, not, yeah. he's not sitting sure. around thinking that's You're why I'm doing You're talking about, yeah. Yeah, but, but deep down, that is why. You're talking, yes, I, guess, I suppose. Because like we have to ma- build shit. Right. We the, have male, to, the male right. libido. Yeah, that's what's driving it. And, right. and I don't think women are any less... Read uh, Beloved. Right. You know, I read Beloved. Obviously, Toni Morrison is just as talented as any man who's ever written, right? The thing that women don't have is the insane, insatiable drive. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 
women, a lot of women are complete bums. Yeah. Um, and maybe the reason that that we see less great conquerors and mathematicians etc in women over history is because they fucking suck right I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it's because but what I'm saying is it's not that they suck it's just because they don't ha- you know a guy who doesn't get any pussy as you're, you were talking on Twitter yeah. today about somebody who's not who doesn't lose their virginity by the time they're 18 is a spiritual insult right and then somebody said that I'm steering souls to hell by posting <laughs> but if you're a young man who can't get laid all of that insane energy is going to go into playing your guitar or whatever whatever you're right. going to do. Whereas that's not true of women. Women can get laid whenever they want. Right. All you have to do is stay not fat. That's the only thing you have to do. Cracking. You can fuck yeah. whoever you want for the rest of your life, pretty much. You're either going to become like the top code breaker for the, <laughs> at Bletchley Park or you're going to take your AR-15 to the junior, right. junior exactly. high school. Then that's why they do it because yeah. we, that's what we have in it. So again... Why is it that writing, though, seems to be this thing that, like, okay, we're living in this, we live in the world now where there's this idea that, oh, if women were just equal, then they would start every company the same, which is, again, they just don't have that evolutionary drive to build stuff the and same way good. Men, we have to do it. Good, yeah, yeah, because good too, starting right. a company is not always a good thing to do. Women are not as much assholes as men Female either. Are in every, women are in every way, in my opinion, just as powerful as men. It's just a much harder to understand power yeah you it's know a it's crafty a, yeah, it's, it's crafty very, rich power very manipulation crafty, magic yeah. kind of stuff and whereas men it's just very straightforward it's like we're gonna make the clock we're gonna figure out how to fix the clock we're going to build the railroad yeah we're building a railroad i'm making reardon steel <laughs> yeah. and metal right. um so i've worked on this alloy for 40 years yeah, it's, it's you know the beginning of there will be blood is so good it's the guy that's how i think about writing it's the guy you know pounding yeah. in the in the pit by yeah. himself just looking for the gold yeah. you know um but anyway but but it does seem like writing is this one place where men and women overlap in terms of all the top women writers in the world in terms of money are women yeah almost almost all so i wonder like the women are great at women are great at writing. Yeah. I'm glad it's nice to be in a field that actually has like women's perspectives. I do think that there is almost a greater danger for talented women writers to get sucked into the machine and start writing horseshit for publications. Let yeah. me, so let me, another thing that so along with executing all uh, advertising executives, um, all publications must be banned. Um, only personal blogs and self-published books should be permitted. God, I'll tell you, I just came back from this Urbit thing. Yeah. It's like every person has a magazine. Yeah. Every person you meet, it's everybody has believe their own me, magazine. Believe me, I know, and I don't mean this to I mean, offend yeah, no, anybody, I but yes, I get, I, I know, believe up, me, yeah. I've gotten invited to, you know, yeah. participate in every, every one of those projects. And like, it, and nobody reads. It's, it's, it's reads. just having your own website that you post on regularly is perfect. It does not need to be fucked right. with in any way. It's an absolutely perfect system. Every problem has been solved. I can I can post something online and everyone in the world can see it instantly. If you don't want to read it, you don't. Have, it's nobody's delivering it to your door. You don't have to flip through it and see something you don't like. You know what you're getting when you come to deliciousTacos.com or fucking my Substack, and uh, that's it. No, no, nothing further was needed. But people, it does feel like. Uh, 
people want things to feel official. This is another another thing. Is like people f- always felt like movies are the cultural canon, right? So like they haven't you haven't made it until like you've been involved in a movie. Like yeah. when are you going to sell the film rights to your book? Have you ever thought about screenwriting? None of that shit is true anymore. It's done. Forget yeah, it's it. Done. And so forget magazines too. Like who yeah. cares? I don't. I've never. Uh, I never read a publication because I like the publication. I pick up a publication because I because a writer that I like already has right. something in it, and that I they got that way by having a personal blog. Um, maybe there's something to be said for discovery, right? Um, and maybe this is why I've languished in obscurity for 12 years. So don't take my advice because like I should be putting shit in one of these, one of these magazines and then people will pick it up and be like, Oh, who is this delicious tacos fellow? I don't, you know, maybe I should purchase his books and suck his dick. But it, it just, it all feels like playing house. It's like, let's, let's start. And by the way, I love and support uh, forever magazine. Uh, those girls are fantastic. Um, and they publish great stuff. And one smart thing they do is they'll publish like Scott McClanahan and they don't own the piece. Like Scott McClanahan can go republish it in his own book. So therefore they get to have him in the magazine. Yeah. Um, so that's an example of doing it the right way. But it's all fucking playing house. Magazines don't need to exist anymore. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I will say I just read uh, Asylum magazine, which is this kind of frog Twitter philosophical magazine published by this guy Piran Spring on Twitter. Okay. And uh, he's he wrote the best piece I've ever read about the bus not the bus, the truck protests in okay. Canada. Really great piece. I think it was in American Mind or something. But I did just read this magazine and I was when I was in the desert and it was nice to have all this thinking on a certain topic kind of in one place. It was nice to just like roll through it, right. you know, because it was like a similar perspective and it was, I was getting a bunch of different takes on it. What do you think of uh, Robert Mariani and J. Arthur yeah, Bloom's Return Magazine? Return well, magazine. I went to their, I went to their uh, party. I, wait, no, I don't think that is J. Arthur Bloom. It's Isn't James it? Poulos. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, I, I know really James. Know James is a, James seems like a good guy. Yeah. yeah you yeah. sure it's not J. Arthur Bloom? So Jay, I was in touch with J. Arthur Bloom a while ago. Uh, I don't think he's involved in Return, but he very well may be. Yeah. I have no idea. Hey, aren't all these guys like not on Twitter? In my, so in my, in my mind, uh, Mike Crumplar, Robert Mariani, and J. Arthur Bloom are one person. Are the same person. They're the yeah, same guy. I literally think it's the same. I and so I just picture like kind yeah. of, a, you know, a sort of, you know, a State Department guy's son looking kid. Well, so uh, Robert, Rob Mariani's... Uh, girlfriend was at the party and she's like an e-girl okay yeah oh really really nice though. okay very good cool. for him and he he's a very intense guy mariani right. he, he worked for urbit like a sort of contemporary aneously with me mm-hmm. um he's very intense very intense guy i don't know if i'd say state department he's pretty rough around the edges okay mariani's. interesting yeah um but yeah they have this thing return magazine and it's like yeah, I don't know. I, 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 in general, I tend to agree with you. I think that you're absolutely right that magazines don't need to exist. They should not There's exist. Just no they point. should be banned by, uh, by an authoritarian government. <laughs> and, uh, and everybody who starts one, except for uh, Annika and uh, Madeline from Forever, well, and should that's, be executed. Well, and that's when we're getting back to the female magic. I think it's like Wet Brain Podcast, which is Honor Levy. She's like, yeah. you know, I hate this term, but they're like the it girl. Uh, and then 
Annika Levy, mm-hmm. who is Forever Magazine, mm-hmm. they are in this circle of like cool. So young two people kids. named Levy yeah, are in, a, it's in almost a, like a circle there's together. Some huh? kind of yeah. a connection. Uh, and but my comparison is to Gertrude Stein, who was also like a rich Jewish mm-hmm. woman who kind of sponsored this scene in yeah. Paris, and it took off. I think yeah. they're kind of yeah. you, you need the female magic. You yeah, absolutely have to have it. You because you and I have been hanging out in LA for. 10 yeah. years having sweaty male yeah. readings yeah. you know to a bunch of dudes yeah. and then you read it at forever and it's like hot chicks everywhere and that's it was true. like it's happening then you can feel they're the canary in the coal mine like that's you right. can feel it's happening that's true I had a reading in LA and there was tons of hot women there they're yeah. also cool it's dudes amazing. there was no and to everyone who came it was wonderful to meet people and have them come up and be like I like your shit it was mm-hmm. great it felt great um, and I did have a hot woman with big boobs come up and Asked me to sign her book. I was yeah. like, I can't. I was like, this is uh, too good to be. This true. is the life. No, it's me. happening. The yeah. vibe shift is real. Yeah. Um, okay, one one last uh, uh, thrust of questioning All before right. we're done here. So, w- one of my favorite things that you tweet tweet about is horny Americans. Yes. Like, I've often thought that like I'm one definitely a horny American, mm-hmm. and I think I'm like. I've always had a lot of gay friends or friends that became gay like mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. And I think... Is this you asking me to suck your no, 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 yeah, no. And I think it's because like gay men basically are horny Americans. Yes. They've just figured out a very good solution, which is just right. to bang guys in the ass. Right. Not right. as good as girls, but it's almost, it's close. And yeah. then they don't ever have to worry yeah. about being plagued with Yeah, horniness. so world without women. Yeah. Yeah. So... I agree. I'm hope. Do you think the vibe shift contains any hope for the incel, for the horny American who, you know, is just overcome with, uh, especially now, because as as you often tweet about, it, it seems like meeting a woman is no longer really possible unless yeah, ninety percent of it's illegal for ninety yeah. percent of men to have sex. Yeah, right. Because no woman wants yeah. to have sex yeah. with ninety yeah. percent of men. And <laughs> prostitution is illegal, and therefore it's yeah. illegal for ninety percent. Ninety percent of the male organisms walking in this country cannot legally have sex. Um, I see it accelerating towards further free market dystopia. I think that um, one. I think ninety nine percent of men will be incels within uh, twenty years. Ninety nine. Ninety nine percent. Wow. Um, well, what about the whole uh, hypergamy top twenty percent, top ten percent? Yeah, the Pareto principle, which whatever that was applied to, may have been eighty twenty. Everybody knows that Tinder is an eighty twenty. It's it's currently ninety five five. Yeah. And it's going to become ninety nine one. So what we're saying is, just so people know, ninety five percent of the of men men. Don't get zero. Get zero. Yes. Yeah, and the, all the women are competing for the top five. Yeah, yeah. one out of twenty men is yeah. attractive enough to get uh, tender pussy. Um, and I used to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, until about age 43, 44. And that's when, whenever co- COVID up. cut off the last years of my pussy getting. <laughs> um, and I'm forty six now, which is just like a ridiculous. I look good because I moisturize, but I never meet women in real life. Um, but you never really met women in real life. Before. I mean, you're saying you were yeah, when I was when I was drinking. Yeah, I drinking. would go out to bars and I was pretty good. Like I was a real missile with women. Yeah. I would just I would get I got pussy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't I don't want to get pussy anymore anyway. I wanna, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged man with a nice squash garden in back, and I enjoy bird watching. Right. I just want to relax in my in my old age. I want to take up golf. 
Oh, I'll, I'll go golf. Start smoking you. cigars. There's and a do great golf course. Oh yeah, far from here. Yeah, was, there's three. There's a par three. I was right. kidding, but I'll unironically yeah. fucking go play golf. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, those par threes are really fun. Um, no, no. So, but but just uh, do you think where is it is it gonna implode? Like, what's gonna happen for men? Like, I think that just there will screwed? be. Uh, a, a huge pussy exodus, right? So the way for men, especially men who work in STEM fields and have money, but get zero pussy, and and I was never, uh, I never believed in the PUA blue pill set of beliefs. Like if you're nice and a good provider, a woman will settle down with you. I never believed that horseshit, and I don't think anybody else did either. Um, but. There, I suppose there are some pe- there are some people who believe that, and especially believe that like I'm a prosperous, educated man, and I'm a, you know a reasonably nice dude, and uh, women want nothing to do with me. There will be an exodus of them to Thailand, Philippines, mm-hmm. Brazil, oh, Colombia, um, Lat- yeah, Latin America. Um, a lot of guys will go to Eastern Europe, and you know, I would say Ukraine, but maybe not now. But, <laughs> but places That's like that, ba- basically are. places where like poor women, uh, you know, where, wherever women are poor, they're pretty nice, right? Yeah. And wherever they're rich, they're, right. they're pretty mean. I think you're right that that is what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's not that they're mean; they just treat you like. Being a celebrity in LA is like yeah. being a average white guy in Correct. Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like they get all everything and yes. everybody else gets nothing. Yeah. So um, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be an exodus of nerds, um, and I think the unlaid will begin. I think sex tourism, which is something that you know Huelbeck kind of hinted at. I've certainly talked about it in in finally some good news, and you know Roosh pioneered this subject. Um, you know it has to. It's the only it's the only mass solution I see as being viable. I think it'll become so big that that they'll start legislating against it. Yeah. I think they'll start making it illegal to uh, travel for the purposes of you know it's already illegal to fuck a prostitute outside of America, um, but the, you know there I think there will be an exodus. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be a pussy exodus because none of this none of your Bitcoin matter if you can't get pussy. All right. Yeah, I mean, it has to happen. Yeah. And then men, then the few men that are still here will have multiple wives. Yeah. Nice. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Cool. All right. All right. Thank you, Delicious Tacos. Thank you. Go to deliciousTacos.com. Uh, read my, check out my book on sale this month. Finally, some good news. Wait, what's the Substack? Uh, Substack, just search for Delicious Tacos Substack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Penis. <laughs>